This is the Todd and Friends Podcast. I don't like to waffle on predictions. That doesn't mean I always hope I'm right. Oh, what's he going to do? Oh, come on. I'm with you. So, thank uh, you. Yeah, I'm with you. Todd, I knew we'd agree on something here. From the KWLM Sports Studio. With thanks to Heritage Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Here's Todd Burgett. Hey, thanks for joining us for the podcast once again today. Sean Bolson joining us uh, uh, for the show today. And while we're full into golf, it, it feels like July outside already yeah. here. We're getting some of that nice hot weather. And I don't tend to be a guy who wants to hit a lot of shots before I play. I'm not really a, a range uh, dog at all. Um, mm-hmm. So it helps to be able to get the old body loose quick on days like this. So kind of enjoying it. Yeah, I, I don't mind uh, warm weather. I'm, I, th- I think I'm a terrible cold weather and super windy cold weather golfer. Yes. My body needs to kind of warm up and get the blood flowing and yeah so yeah, it is nice yeah. not to have and if you do go hit too many range balls before I, you're I, dripping wet i know by the time you tee off which right? isn't fun either no i don't need that no I don't want the hands getting uh, greasy at all of course i don't wear a glove because then my hands don't really sweat but uh yeah looking for it so did you played in an event recently didn't yeah. you we played in uh, mountain lake last weekend it was okay. good uh I shot 37 round one. You know, yeah. our group, Danny Anderson, shot 36. I was 37. Gorno, 38. All you right, know, the same. Just right there. Andy, Good shots, bad shots 35. kind of a day. Yeah, yeah. and it was fun. Yeah. It was a fun tournament. Um, they cut after nine to 36. Okay. And so, uh, yeah, uh, Brett Benson and, and Brady Matson were kind of – keying up for the win but uh yeah it was good you know it was a fun tournament it was, it was windy it was very dry yeah and the gnats were horrible oh i golfed with gorno all uh 27 or 18 holes and he's looking at me he's like they're going in my ears i'm like they're in my nose or in my wow. eye i mean it was terrible because you know the and and then the uh superintendent said don't worry when the gnats leave the bug the mosquitoes will come out so <laughs> but yeah it was it was a lot of fun a lot of fun get the, yeah. back into a little competition a little yeah. uh, and it was on on Saturday, and so you have a three-day weekend, which, yeah, yeah everybody what enjoys a three-day weekend. Yeah. So uh, uh, I, I'm not sure where that is, Mountain Lake. I wasn't either. It yeah. is, uh, if I were to describe it, I know we went through Sleepy Eye, and they said it was close to Wyndham. Okay. It took like an hour and 45 minutes. Okay. Yep. So not necessarily next door, but. No, not next door. Yeah. There's a good group of guys at Eagle Creek. We've talked about this before yeah. that like to travel around and yep. play tournaments. And, and then now you got the Carter Ashes and Brady's and. The Some, next generation. Yeah, and, but even those are the Hawk Creek guys. You know, yeah. Levi Hauser will come that's over. That's right, that's right. And so you do. I think we had six, which probably other than the home course by far was the biggest contingency from one course. Yeah. When we were all the, we took two cars and, and Greg Snow went down and Pat, yeah. his assistant, went down. So, yeah, we had a real good showing from here and it was fun. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I played on uh, Memorial Day with uh, Brady and uh, his brother, Brandon, yep. and, and then my friend Brian and myself, and boy, my game's a mess. But, I, you know, I kind of tweaked my wrist a little bit while I was lo- moving my uncle down here, and uh, it doesn't bother me that much. But, you know, y- y- you know, it's not like some pain or anything, but I can feel it, yeah. and uh, it's just enough to distract you a little bit. And, and when I feel it is when I miss hit shots, right? So that's usually if you have something going on with your hands or whatever, and you're kind of playing through it, if you hit the shot correctly, you don't feel it. It's, it's when you don't hit the ball well that you feel it a little bit. And, of course, I wasn't hitting the ball very well, so I felt it a lot. Yeah, well, the moral of the story is hit the ball flush. That's right. Right? I wish I could do that more. <laughs> you know, I thought it was kind of kicking in for me because you remember a couple of summers ago I decided to stand closer to the ball. Oh, I remember yes. well. Yes, and last year it had no effect, uh, really, because I was still trying to figure it out. And then earlier this year it felt like uh, it was starting to kick in, but no, nah, I guess not. Because huh? <laughs> I played terrible the last two times I played, so... 
Yeah, you know, that's the thing about golf. We I enjoy know. it. It's good. It's bad. It, I've been, I was very mediocre all year. And then I had a couple of rounds I wasn't super happy with. I told you I had a lesson yeah. with Aaron Jacobson last week and oh. went super. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What'd you work on? Uh, worked on uh, positioning of the right hip at impact. Oh, interesting. So, really into the minutiae well, of the I, golf swing. I, 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 I'm not a big enough brain to worry about my hip. <laughs> yeah, but the problem is, I was coming back and I had a couple go off the hosel. Yeah. So I said, "Why?" And so he videoed me, and we just sat and watched and talked. And then he drew a line where my back and and butt and back of the legs were. Yeah. And at impact, that was like three inches closer to the ball, which then shoved my hands three inches farther out, which then brings the hosel in on the swing plane. Ah. So he said, "Your swing plane's great." So when I'm ready to fire it, I'm thinking of that back right hip. Yeah. You know, just okay. kind of like positioning and not like firing it through until, you know, I get the contact. Until it's time, yeah. And, you know, right away when you do it, you look pretty mechanical, but I've been working on it a little bit and it feels good. And, and he just has such a good way of showing you because as I'm hitting and talking to him, he's recording it from like five different angles. So Neat. I can actually look at it and see rather than if you're standing out in some range taking a lesson from some guy and he's like, hey, quit firing your right hip. Like that sounds great, but what does that mean? Yeah. But I'll... when I can watch it and he slows it down and then he brings up another pga player like at impact like where is his hip position at you know where does it go and so he does a really nice job of that so yeah this is good and it helped me yeah no doubt so do you get the video then so you can watch it later too no it, it, you uh, don't i didn't need the video okay. he he's just videoing it until he sees something he doesn't like and he puts like four stickers on your club and shows you from center how many millimeters you're off you know i mean the the amount of readings when you take a swing in front of him there's, I think there's like 15 different readings that come up on the screen. Hmm. Club speed, ball speed, proximity to center, vertical, proximity to center, horizontal. I mean, it was just, it, it's, it's, it's way too in-depth for a guy like me, but pretty nice to have that as a tool that I can go use. Did you um, uh, hit multiple clubs then for him, or was it just working with a 7-iron so you could figure something out? I took that 7-iron, and I hit the 7-iron pretty much the whole time. Yeah, I, Not looking for any help on the driver. Um, you know, and I hit some wedges at the end, but it, it just all is about not diving at the ball and letting your body move closer to the ball because that shoves your hands out, which brings a hosel into play. Mm -hmm. For me, if I get closer, I tend to jerk my hands in. Well, then that creates poor contact as well. I can feel that more with my chipping than anything. And I was watching, uh, you know, a, a lot of the things I've learned about golf just from watching TV and watching golf tournaments where right. they have guys explain it. And, uh, and, and they explain that if you're, if you're unsure a little bit of it, your hands will come in toward your body. It's just a nervous reaction. And then I always notice that too. And I go, I didn't feel like I was nervous over that shot, but my hands jerked in. So that's something I have to pay attention yeah. to. Well, and the biggest key too, is when you get over anything, whether it's a free throw, it's a golf shot, it's, you know, anything to be confident and commit to that is huge because yeah. if you're in your mind going, God, I don't know if this is right, right. It, then it never is. You just really need to say, Hey, this is, I think this is what I'm committing to. I'm going to take a full swing. I'm going to take a half swing and I'm just going to go with it because the second you don't commit and that little bit of doubt comes in, bad stuff happens. Yeah. Commit. That's the big word yep. uh, when you're hitting golf. And, and even that, just that, how, how long does it take from the time you take the club away from the ball to the time you make contact and follow through, it's three seconds maybe for that whole time. I'm amazed at how often it's hard. It's kind of hard to hold my focus on you know the back part of the ball. Or uh, I had someone tell me one time, even focus on a dimple on the golf ball because that'll help you raise your focus more. And you know, um, you saw the movie uh, Sniper, uh, right? And they said mm -hmm. aim small, miss small. 
And it's kind of the same thing in golf. If you're just looking at an area around the golf ball, it's harder to make contact. Looking at a dimple on the golf ball, that small target should help you with contact. I don't always remember to do that, but that's something I found a few years ago. Yeah, it's, I, I mean, anything to help you focus and just commit to something isn't going to hurt you. No, that's right. Hey, speaking of commitment, your yeah. son Caden has been committed uh, to his hockey career, and, and it's taking another turn that is really a positive uh, for him and, yeah. and for yourselves and everything. He's headed down to Mankato to play hockey. Really excited for him. Yeah, I am too. Uh, he was really excited to, uh, you know, he loved Omaha. He really liked it, but they just had him doing something he wasn't. Yeah. And uh, that really wasn't going to change. Um, you know, he had some unfortunate, his first year only played three games, got redshirted and, yeah. and then uh, had a, another year with a couple injuries. And so just kind of with the kids they have there, they had put him at right wing and just said, kind of do your thing. And it just, you know, it never clicked for him. Yeah. Uh, excited. Um, the Ohio state assistant, Luke Strand took over Mankato state, uh, kid has a relationship <laughs> with him. And so. Heading back there, I think he, he's moving back to center. You know, some net front stuff nice. on the power play. He's I haven't seen him this excited uh, in a long time. So, yeah, yeah he I, I skated with him the other day, and you know, just kind of he took a nice couple month break, which he said, Dad, I think this is the longest I've ever been off. So yeah. that's really good for his hips, good for his body. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's continuing to get bigger and bigger. So um, yeah, I'm I'm really excited. And then my daughter Libby is going there too. We have a graduation party ah, on great. Sunday, so it's like kind of like. If you, you turn the chapter on that, she was going to Mankato long before Cade was. So as a dad, pretty nice to think, hey, I got an 18-year-old going to college, and oh, by the way, her brother will be there too, her which I never expected. Older and larger brother. Yeah. So she won't have any issues. No. <laughs> just call no. on Cade. Cade, take care of my light work, will you? Right. No, but it, it's <laughs> it's comforting as a parent yes, to go, holy sure. cow, I never would have dreamt my kids would have gone to the same school, but... To have him there, that's pretty fun. What's the uh, measurements now for Cade? You said he keeps getting uh, bigger. Yeah, I think, I mean, I call him 6'4", 206, yeah, 208, yeah. you know, right in there. Yeah. I think he said he'd like to get to like 212. So, um, yeah, I mean, he mows out uh, at, for aches at the golf course every day, and yeah. then he goes and he skates, and he goes and works out. And then, like, last night, comes and stands in the lake up to his waist because it's like an ice bath right now and <laughs> gets done he's like this is per you know perfect but he leaves i believe on Ju june 10th okay for down there so yeah. he's trying to cram his whole summer at home with his buddies and, and everything into, into this. a few weeks yeah 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 that's right so uh, that's just terrific i'm really yeah. happy for Exciting. him I, I saw you you had a picture that his coach sent him of how his jersey looks hanging in a locker yeah. that's pretty cool and it just is. those little touches yeah uh, from a coach hey here's how your jersey looks hanging in the locker i want to see his name on the back yeah. of it already you know, it's fun and it's real and, and you know he's got you can't go to any program anywhere yeah. uh, as when you've played high level hockey and you I mean you know so he doesn't know everybody but he knows people here yeah you know I know it's two, a community it is yeah. one of the dads from Michigan is one of my best friends and juniors yeah. and his son plays there and so yeah, I'm real excited. Yeah, no doubt. So good luck to him. Yeah, uh, thank you. Up. We'll ask you more about that as yeah. we go uh, through the season. Uh, so uh, I always like to talk Stanley Cup playoffs with you yeah. a little bit. We're down to the finals now. Correct. Florida and Vegas. Yeah. Uh, I, I two think it two big hockey markets uh, know, 15 right? years ago, right? Right. Strange how that goes. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, uh, so it, not two teams that many people picked before the season, but here they are. Yeah. You know, Florida, you and I were talking kind of fun for the state of Florida to have uh, two eight seeds playing for world titles. I know with so the Heat hope. and the Panthers. Yeah. yeah. Now uh, Bobrovsky hockey's always a little different. 
Uh, Baboski is a goalie. Uh, you know, he's a kind of a grizzled vet. Uh, he's been at the top of the top of the top of goalies. You know, we got a couple Vesnas. Uh, he's really carried this team through the playoffs. Matthew Kachuk, um, I actually uh, know his dad, and he's got a brother in the league also. Uh-huh. Uh, a guy, Cade, lived with Pitlicks, really good friends with Keith Kachuk, who's kind of a legend in the yeah, N- NHL. Yep. And uh, so he uh, has a couple, you know, two boys in the league, and Matthew has just turned out to be an unbelievable player. He is. A- and he's really, really uh, kind of put some spark into that and they are not winning games six to four they're no. winning games one zero two one you know what gritty tough games yeah. yep. and then you go over to the vegas side and you have you know like stone who to me he's the kind of guy you love to hate he's the kind of guy the wild need on their team yeah. whether we had a stone and o'reilly so you know we never had something like that the tough to play against but yet super skilled you know we had the big tough guys but we didn't have the you know the, they that, weren't they weren't adding the goal scoring nope the combination no. and no. And Vegas is uh, is exciting to watch. You know they're yeah. a little more offensive powered, but uh, you know I think it's going to be a good series. And again, you have an eight seed, um, and you know Vegas wasn't uh, the one seed by any means or expected to be to be there. So, but hockey, you get the goalie, you get team gelling at the right time, and I think it should be a fun fun series to watch. Yeah, no doubt. And then uh, Vegas has uh, Jack Eichel, yeah. uh, who they traded for during the season, and I remember you talking about him, hoping mm-hmm. that the Wild could somehow put yeah. together a package to acquire him, but he went to Vegas instead. Good player. Yeah, it wasn't that long ago. He was yeah. a clear-cut overall number one draft pick talking about a generational player, did not find success in Buffalo, which a lot of players don't find success in Buffalo. It's been kind of a crummy market to play in. Yeah, strange. And then he gets traded and he goes out to Vegas, and you know you got Marsha, so you got Carlson, you got Stone, you got you know just a whole bunch of not Connor McDavid's, but really yeah. good players that are all playing together and playing well. So uh, I was very glad to see Dallas get beat. Uh, wasn't a, I was too. a big fan of Dallas. Uh, Everybody's happy that Suter finally lost. Right, the and, way he was running around cheap shotting Kaprizov every chance he had. Yeah, ended his season sitting in the penalty box. Jamie Ben uh, used to be kind of a guy I liked. He was a real what was Cheap the, shot artist? What was the, the story with diving on a guy's head with yeah, his stick and cross-checking his head into the ice? Yeah, it, it, but then getting up and then when you know looking at the refs like there was somebody like he didn't do it, didn't do yeah. it, and there was a penalty. You yeah. know what? Some, a penalty? It was, yeah, you cross-check the guy's head into the ice. Generally, a penalty. Yeah, you know Ottinger was a good story. Farmington kid, the goalie we're talking about from Dallas, but uh, overall, I was really excited to see Dallas. I still. Think of the name Norm Green and just how he moved the, right. the North Stars. Slime Green, remember we called right. him? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so I think it'll be an entertaining series. Um, kind of fun because Florida's a natural team for people to cheer for, being the eight seed kind of come up. and The you, underdog a bit. Florida, not a great hockey mark, wasn't a great hockey mark, is now. Yeah. Vegas, same thing. You have... You know, you're thinking you should have Minnesota and Montreal, a couple of old... Toronto, something, yes. yeah. So uh, that's where, where the NHL has gone, and, and yeah. uh, you know, pretty exciting because you look at the other teams that were in it, you know, Dallas, again, yeah. you're yeah. at a warm state. Southern, yep. Southern. Yep. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Exciting. should be a really good series. Who do you like? Uh, you know, I think I... <sighs> I, I I would generally say Vegas, but yeah. I think I'm going to go with Florida in this because right. Bravasi's been hot. They're playing with some confidence, and they just got the wheels rolling right now. Yeah. 
NBA Finals, Denver sweeps yeah. uh, and has Solid. been resting for some time. Right. Uh, whereas uh, Miami, an eight seed again out of Miami Correct. that makes the finals, has had to play and will only have two days since their previous game yeah. uh, before they get ready for game one. So which will, will Denver be a little rusty? Does this help uh, Miami? Or is it a big advantage for Denver to have had more than a week off while, while uh, Miami's had to continue to play? Yeah, uh, kind of a personal bias here. I, I really hope uh, Denver just thumps him. I do too. Uh, Jimmy, yeah, Jimmy like Butler, Jimmy. just a. But again, fun to cheer against. He is fun to cheer against, yeah. but he's just just not a good guy. It gives and, and gives not, you a villain. He gives does. You a villain. Yeah. And, and you know, I look at Jokic, which, you know, I the Joker. I, yeah. I you heard about him. You see him here and there. He he's really good. Like yeah. Plays a decent game and has a triple double and doesn't even seem like he's done that. I much. don't. Yeah. He's, he almost reminds me of the Magic Johnson era. Not the the dazzling passes and stuff, but plays a decent game. Yeah. A triple double is just kind of where Easy. he's at. It's yeah. not hard at all. No. And and you know he, he is a good passer. I know you. He was yep. not Magic Johnson with a flash and dash, but man, the guy can see yeah. the floor. He's one of the few that knows where everybody is on the floor. Yeah. And he can pass guys open. We hear about that a lot in the NFL, throwing guys open, leading them into an open space on yeah. the field. Good quarterbacks do that. Good passers in basketball do as well. And Joker is one of those rare breed that he can throw those little slip passes through the lane to bring guys on their cut to the basket like like, like yeah. really almost nobody else in the league, and he's a center doing it. Well, and he's over seven foot tall, yeah. and he can see over the top, too. And and the, and the shooter, I forget his name from... Uh, Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray. I mean, yeah. what, what, been terrific. what a player. Yep. You know, the other night when I watched, I think he had like 28 in the first half. Yeah. Yep. You know, he, he is quite something. And it, it's fun to see. I was really excited to see Denver just disperse of the... Of the Lakers. Lakers. Yeah, I'm uh, tired you know, of the Lakers. Obviously, yeah. Tired, of LeBron. Tired I, of LeBron. 100%. Yeah, so yeah. Um, I think Denver gets this one done if we're going to pick. I think so, too. I think they, they get it done in kind of a commanding fashion. Because I really thought the Celtics. I think so, too. We're gonna, the Celtics and Denver were going to be a good series. Yes. But the Celtics, you know, you let the first three games slip away like they did. You can't expect to come back and win. Yeah. I like a gentleman's sweep. Five games. Correct. That's kind of what I like for Denver. So, And, uh, you know, Royce Lewis is up with the Twins, finally. Yeah. Uh, getting a chance. Of course, he's out of position at third base, but I'll take it uh, there. And hopefully, you know, he provided a spark in game one. Then they lost yesterday uh, since he was up. But it's going to be exciting to watch Royce Lewis develop here now. I agree. I agree. And I was also reading an article about how what the Mets and the other people saw in Kreia's physical, what the Twins doctors missed and mm-hmm. what have you. But, hey, here's w- this is where we're at. We've asked to see... You know, Rice up, and he is up. Uh, we've asked to see a couple other things. Buxton being an everyday player, I don't think that's ever going to happen. Yeah. But uh, you know what? Uh, we're well, having no, he's some... not even playing in the field. I know. And and they said that there's they have no plan for him Correct. to play center field. So so he's a DH now at 29, yeah, 28 years old, 29? An overpaid DH, if I might say that. Yes, well uh, overpaid. And 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 Correa steals no bases. None. He's not hitting at all. Two thirteen or you he, know. Ne- he never was an elite hitter. No. And his range at short is limited. I think Royce Lewis becomes the Twins' shortstop as early as next year. But Correa doesn't even have any power this year. He's not doing anything. Nothing. He's doing nothing at the plate. This is all the things I talked about before they signed him. Yeah. And signed him anyway, and and it's all coming to fruition. Hopefully, it gets better. I think it will. As the weather continues to be warm, I think Correa will start to hit. But even his hitting is still not elite no. hitting. So. I mean, if if he really turns on, he's going to be a two seventy to two eighty yeah, hitter, eighteen to twenty two home runs, yeah. and 
around 80 RBIs. Yep. You know, not spectacular. And so he needs to be a plus defender, and he still is. But he's not like he was. No, and I like Gallo's really streaky right now. You yeah. know, he gets on his streaks. I'd like to see him put a little more consistency together, which we yeah. all would. But yeah. if he had done that over his career, he wouldn't be in the situation he's in right he now. He wouldn't so, be with the Twins right correct. now. That's right. Yeah. Sean, thanks so much. Thanks, Todd. All right, Sean Bolson joining us here on the Todd and Friends podcast. It's brought to you by Heritage Bank, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Watch for future episodes of the Todd and Friends podcast at kwlm.com or on the air here at KWLM, 1340 AM and 96.3 FM.